0: Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks!
4: I've got to keep going. This is the only way to get some closure.
5: Oh! 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 I didn't expect to find you, Evelyn. Mrs. Dawson?
2: Um, here for your routine checkup of the Breach Lab,
5: June? Why, well, yes. I I always like to see if I can catch them coming home. If they come home? When
2: they come home. <laughs> Indeed. When. Your faith in the Breachers is unshakable as ever. It's admirable, Really.
5: They'll find their way home. I just know they will. Things might get really bad for them, but they look out for each other. And they have Mr.
2: Washburn for protection. They have no reason to fear.
4: Are you being
5: sly with me, Vo? Hmm? I should think not.
2: He's pulled off a miracle or two before. This isn't even their first time spending multiple days breechside. I suppose if you can have a little faith, then so should I.
5: You... you're acting mighty sincere about that. Is that so surprising? It's very unlike you. I'm not sure what to think about it. Recent events may have helped put life into
2: perspective for me. Maybe it's time I turned over a new leaf. I might even succeed in turning the biologists around on me.
5: <laughs> Bless your heart. Good luck with that one. They're stubborn as a mule. Oh, is that... Hmm. Looks like not today. Let's
2: your Team Echo.
4: What's... We need... we need help! Something...
2: something's wrong with Breach 3. They need help! June, get back to your quarters. It's about to get very busy in here. What's happened? It's Breach 3. It's...
1: Silas Caldwell, Expedition Report 4, second attempt in dev 3, tentatively named Necropolis.
3: Here, I can hold on to her. Looks like she'll let me lead her by the hand.
1: We've encountered more of the strange chiming sounds. This time, Alex almost wandered off completely. She's unresponsive, but passively allowing us to steer her in the direction we need to go. We're still a good way off from the Third Forest.
4: Whoever's out there ringing at us, you really are choosing the best times to show up. Leave our poor physicist alone. <gasps> That's right, you tell him, Scout.
6: We get moving again. We've been walking for hours and the forest ain't getting any closer. Hey, at least it's all been downhill.
5: Just like this job. And that means it's all gonna be uphill, way back.
1: That's optimistic of you, assuming there will be a going back.
4: Ah, uh, get stuffed, all of you. We're making good time and we've got enough supplies. Quit whining and keep walking.
2: Aye, aye, Captain. What's going on? Oh, hey! Are you coming around? Coming around? From what?
1: You don't remember it, do you?
2: Remember what? What are you guys
3: talking about? You faded out on us for a bit. You know, like Silas used to do on Gaia.
1: Looks like her condition has progressed as badly as mine did with the moths. Most disturbing.
2: Oh. I don't remember anything. I just kind of looked up, and you were leading me down the trail, Lizzie. Does that mean that there are moths here? I'm... I don't think so.
3: Most insects have a hard time with cold weather. This may be something different.
6: Why is it not affecting Silas as much?
1: I don't have an answer for that. I'm only feeling a little dizzy this time around.
3: I wish we could figure out what's
4: going on with all of this. Hurry up. Joss waits for no one. We're coming.
1: End of expedition report. (sighs) We cut it too close. The sun is setting and we're just outside the forest. Move, move. Watch your footing.
4: It's sheer ice. Nobody slipped. Come on, come on. We caught this. Whoa. Watch it. Why well, so mushy. Well, the ice is melted. It's harder to move, but we can do
1: this. Keep going. We're so close. Don't, don't look back. Just that. keep running. Greg.
4: Oh my god. Oh my god. Holy oh shit.
3: You made it. That was way too close for comfort. Did anybody get a look at them this time?
2: Greg? You okay?
6: I'm not. No, I didn't see nothing.
5: <sighs> Looks like we're giving him a slip. Not a moment too soon. Damn me! What? What? What is it? Look! Look!
3: There's one big mushroom in the center! And…
4: are those stairs carved into its trunk? Stairs? And those look like doorways instead of shelves. It's a mushroom condo. Uh,
1: hold on. Let me just… there. Oh, I already turned it on. Uh Silas Caldwell, Expedition Report 5, Second Attempt in Necropolis. We've barely made it inside the Third Fungal Shelter, and have come face to face with what appears to be more like a domicile than a tomb. There's a staircase set into the largest of the mushrooms in the center of the forest. The ambient temperature here is significantly warmer, enough to melt the ice and reveal a huge, flat fungal cap devising a floor beneath us. Still quite chilly, but a welcome change after all that frigid hiking. This forest is... almost comfortable.
5: While our linguist waxes eloquent, does anybody have a plan?
1: We, we should, should check explore the rooms!
4: Oh, now look who's brave. And why should we go prying this time, hmm?
1: Well, we haven't been hailed yet, so it's very likely abandoned.
4: Uh-huh, but we don't know that. We could be barging into people's homes.
1: And who knows what kind of things might have been left behind if they lived here.
4: Uh-huh. More grave robbery. And?
6: And... um... uh And we need to inspect them if we're staying the night.
4: Ugh, why are you on his side?
6: I was fine when they were ice jails. Doors are a problem. Who knows who might open them if we don't check it out.
4: So... What are we doing? Ugh. Come on, let's go.
3: We could always... (sighs) Never mind. They're both gone. Hey! Wait up!
4: Alright, you chill here for a second. I'll be right back, okay? I don't want you getting hurt on these steps.
1: Do you think they...
4: I'm sure Scout understands. See? Waiting so patiently.
1: The door has held up remarkably well, considering how long it may have been here.
4: Yeah, and no wonder. It's made of the same mushroom wood. That stuff is pretty much invincible. You ready?
1: Never. But has that stopped us before?
4: Anything. Nah, no sign of life.
1: But there's signs of past life. This is clearly some kind of bench. The design is too purposeful. They must have chiseled this room and the furniture out of the trunk of the mushroom stock. Look at the bench legs. They're part of the room itself. They carved the room and the bench all in one piece.
6: Now, in the blue blazes they cut this damn thing?
4: Maybe it's softer when it's warmer. That might explain why they chose to live here. Speaking of, what's the temp?
2: It's seven degrees Celsius. Low forties and Fahrenheit.
3: Uh, Feels like spring. I think I'm starting to defrost.
4: (sighs) Me too. Cassius, look! Are those tools?
1: I believe so. I don't want to touch them for fear of damage, but I don't think they're made of wood. They look metallic. That means...
4: They had some kind of industry to make metal tools.
1: Or brought them from somewhere else. Perhaps this was all that survived from their transition across the breaches. What an incredible find!
5: They don't look all that special. Just a couple things that look like pliers. That might be a planer. Maybe they gradually stripped the bark down into the desired shape. That would take a long time.
1: There's a good chance they had nothing but time on their hands in Necropolis. The author sounded pretty hopeless while describing this depth.
4: I'm headed to the next room. Me too!
6: would you look at that? He's positively giddy. I haven't seen a linguist this excited in ages. Wait up!
4: Same thing. Looks like a bench with some tools over it.
1: Could be that workers stayed closer to the bottom. Easier access to materials.
4: And another one.
1: I just realized something. What's that? We're getting pretty high up the mushroom, and there's no guardrail on these stairs.
4: Oh, you can't be scared of heights, too.
1: It's not really fear, so much as it is a form of post-traumatic stress. The last time I was up this high...
4: Wah, well, wah, wah. Did I let you fall that time? No. Well... I might this time. Race it to the top.
1: What? Get get back here. Oh uh, oh. It's it's fine. Really, it's fine. I I can handle this. Just don't look down. That's right. Just don't look down.
5: Nothing in here. Just another bench. All clear. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh good. That's the top. Oh this room is open to the environment. It looks like a watchtower post. Cassius?
4: Man. Take a look, Bookworm. I think you might really like this.
1: Oh. Oh my god.
4: Yo!
2: What's in here?
1: Careful! Careful! I think there's a... I think it's... It's it's a... uh,
4: Yep, it sure is a thing, isn't it? Great narration work, Silas.
1: We've arrived at the top of the Mushroom Village, and there's another bench here, although bench doesn't do it justice. This is more like a huge square table, maybe three meters on each side, but it's not plain like the other work areas. All along, the legs and the top, there are carvings. Intricate carvings depicting. Let's see. On the closest leg, this seems to be. a tower? It's got a square base tapering to a platform at the top, which has crenellations.
4: Crenel what?
1: Battlements, like the top of a castle wall, to give archers places to shoot from. And this one. Another leg has. what looks like a beetle? Or a scarab?
4: Let me see. Looks a lot like a beetle. There's two elytra on its abdomen. Those are the wing casings. Uh, Looks well armored, as you'd expect, but look at the head. Normally there should be mandibles, like big jaws and widespread eyes, but it looks humanoid. It's got forward-facing eyes, and the mouth looks like a vertical slit on its face.
1: I was wondering if that only looked humanoid to me. Glad to hear it's the biologist's opinion as well.
4: Uh not sure I'd want to run into these. Looks a bit intimidating.
1: Another leg. Hmm. Hmm. This one looks like a bear totem.
4: That is definitely a bear.
1: It's holding something?
4: Hmm. Looks like it's holding a ball or an orb of some kind.
1: Hmm. Can think of a few things that might represent. Look at how they carved individual notches for its fur.
4: Someone had way too much time on their hands.
1: <sighs> Undoubtedly. Uh, and the last.
4: Uh... Oh, a snake! See the head at the top? Its body is coiled up to form the leg of the table. They even carved the scales and the patterns for this one.
1: There's a little dingly thing on its head.
4: Oh, there's, there's a lure. That, what's that called on an anglerfish? An esca? That's the one.
1: Great. An angler snake. What a delightful creature.
4: Now that I'd like to see. I'd love to get my hands on one. Crikey, ain't she a beaut, Silas?
1: <laughs> anyway, now for the top of the table. There's a scene depicted here that looks like a town on one side. I think it's on a hill. There's an oval shape below and several tall lines stretching above it. Interspersed among these lines are small, dare I say the dreaded word again, humanoid figures.
4: Uh, They're a bit like those cave drawings from Lascaux on Earth. Oh, look, more of the same beetles are on the oval, too. They look just like the figure on the table leg.
1: Very similar. There's a trail of them leading away from the city in a spiral pattern, around and around the table. The center of the table has an image of the place we're standing in. A singular tall mushroom, surrounded by a shield wall of other mushrooms and studded with doors. There are several stick figures here. Looks like they're performing different tasks. I see different sets of tools, I think, and a few of them are holding... Are those books?
3: Don't get too excited, Sy. You might
4: disturb ye ancient dust. So, should I ask the obvious question? What's that? You don't happen to see where they've stowed a big hunk of extra-dimensional rock, do you? Something that might be called, oh, say, a breach, for example?
1: I... I don't think so. We've examined the table pretty thoroughly, and I think we would have noticed it.
3: Hang on! Someone's yelling! Yeah, that sounds like Greg.
4: Hey, I see you. What's going on? Come down here. You need to see this. No, could it be?
1: Oh, God. Now I have to go down.
6: You
3: could. Just relax your old bones here for a while. Gramps, catch you later. Come on,
2: Alex. I'm right behind you.
1: Great. Just great. One one step at a time. Uh Oh, uh, nobody needs to hear my struggling. End of expedition report. Silas Caldwell with an expedition report for Vink, uh, sorry, Uh, not just Vinkla anymore. Uh, Expedition report for Yanispace.
4: As I'm sure you can hear, we found the fourth breach. breach.
1: It was in a chamber below the fungus village.
4: Holy shit. We've been out here for almost two Earth days and we finally did it. I can barely even believe it.
2: Felt like we were going to have to go mushroom hopping
4: forever. I never doubted us for a second.
2: Imagine. We might not have to sleep out on the ice anymore. We've got rooms we could use, and the breach is like a bunker. Things are finally looking
4: up.
1: I suppose that just leaves me with doing the honors.
4: Get that sigil, bookworm. Meanwhile, we'll take stock and figure out our next move.
1: Um... Right. Guess I'll just go in.
4: Oh, come on. There's never anything in the breach. Just the mods, and they were friendly.
6: I'll go with you, bird bait, just in case. Jay, you could help Cassius count our supplies. Sure thing, old man. Cass needs all the math help they can get anyway.
4: Oh, you want something to count on? How about getting your ass beat outside the forest? We'll see how math skills help you against screaming banshees.
5: On second thought, maybe I can help you with some anger management. Counting to ten might
4: be difficult. I want some deep breaths instead. My stress relief is beating up loudmouth medics. Get those packs open.
1: Well, we did it. Mm-hmm. That we did. Are you feeling any better?
6: Not yet. I'm just remembering all the other times we've done this routine, and our workers only half done.
1: I was thinking the same.
6: Any ideas on this one?
1: I believe I have seen a sigil like this one during translation, although I can't recall where without my notes. It's odd. An unbroken line tracing up and down three times before ending in a little Y shape. And there's accents along the stem of the line.
6: Out of curiosity, just how does one decide to become a linguist? You just really gotta
1: like words? (laughs) That's a bit rudimentary, but you've got the right idea. The way I thought of it, written words are virtually the only way to even try and outlast time. Breath fails, flesh ceases, but if your book gets copied enough times, it will last as long as people care to copy it.
6: What if you only write boring stuff nobody wants to read?
1: Then only linguists like me will remember it.
6: Huh, fair. Don't forget to keep the action parts in this book, though. What book? The book you're going to write, once this is all over.
1: I sure as hell ain't going to do it. Oh, I hadn't given it much thought. The way Beckett treats security in Yanis I was beginning to think this trip wouldn't be declassified in our lifetime.
6: I mean, I'm sure he'd love that, but you know people. Humans are a nosy bunch. Word of something like this is just bound to get out.
1: Hmm. Reminds me of where they found Breach 1, down at the bottom of the ocean. I wonder if that's where it's been all along, or if it was placed there. Why would anybody do that? Why would anyone chuck the breach in the ocean? Indeed. (gasps) What's up? Um, are you... You, you don't happen to hear anything, do you? Nah. No. No, of course not. Why? Why is this happening? I'm, I'm definitely hearing something, and I don't want to. I wish it would stop. Please stop. I don't... I, I don't... Hey, easy now. Easy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you... You probably think I'm a coward and a weakling, but. Yet
6: here you are just like me. I'd never call a survivor a wimp. Don't let those thoughts eat you up from the inside. Peaceful days are coming, but you grit your teeth
1: and you keep doing your best
6: while the going is rough. All I can ask of anybody, right?
1: I can understand a little why hearing things can be so disconcerting. I'm sorry.
6: I'm sorry for both of us. It's not pleasant, but we'll get through it.
1: I thought I was the one that needed to be encouraging.
6: Somebody told me once, we never have to do it alone. Rachel Team Alpha takes care of its own. Now let's get out of here.
1: Yes, please. You don't think we
4: could eat the mushroom?
2: Could
4: we? Not unless you want to break all your teeth. Didn't Silas mention something about fishing for food?
3: I'm sure he did. Somewhere between, we're all gonna die, and... Why doesn't anyone make a decent portable espresso machine? We could try ice fishing.
2: If we could find a way to dig through like Scout.
4: Good luck with that. Based on the first mushroom forest, there's gotta be a few dozen meters between you and the water.
2: How does Scout do it? There you go. I'm not sure I understood that. One more time, Scout! Simple
4: as that? Right! Right. Oh, hey, they're back.
6: What's our situation?
4: We've got a few days of rations left, so we can look around for some of the Quicksilver for Breach 3. But then we're going to need to go back to resupply.
5: And if we're sure the Quicksilver might be inside the Mushrooms, we may have to go back anyway for better gear. These axes are doing nothing.
4: I'm sure Beckett will be most understanding, since we'll have the damn fourth Breach's location. Any luck with the sigil? Or are you going to need your notes, Bookworm?
1: I... uh, I, uh... uh,
2: What's wrong? (sighs) Get a
3: grip, Sai. You've seen breaches plenty of times by now.
1: Easy on them. It's the voices again. And, and they were louder this time.
2: Why? What could it mean?
1: I don't know. I don't have any answers. I'm just, I'm just afraid.
4: Well, let's get some rest and leave questions for another day. Can't go anywhere at night. And we can think about heading back in the morning.
6: Here, give me one of them axes. I'm gonna try to make a scratch on this thing.
4: Dips on the first room!
2: I don't want to have to go up and down the stairs all night.
6: Are you treating this like a hotel?
1: End of... End of expedition
6: report.
3: Careful. (sighs) Carefully. Come on, would you just roll over already? There we go! Now we can name some critters without Lingua's
4: input! For once! He's being such a killjoy lately. I'm worried about him, but they all need to take a chill pill. Especially with the breach found.
3: Yeah, we'll find the stuff we need, and we'll get more Quicksilver. Eventually. Even if we have to start digging on Pandemonium for it.
4: Ugh, I can totally picture that too. The moment we get back, Beckett's got a bunch of pickaxes waiting for us. Best of luck, Breacher Team Alpha.
3: Should we start with you, Scout? About a meter tall, body built short and stout like a penguin. You're well insulated for the cold weather, Scout.
4: Colors are reversed from emperor penguins. Scout's belly is jet black, but its head and neck are off-white, almost bluish. There's a little red tinge at the border. You always look a bit like you've murdered someone, bud.
3: I wonder how their camouflage works. They might sled around on their bellies, try to blend in with the snow. The opposite problem from Earth penguins, in other words. On Earth, penguins have to watch out for leopard seals, but here, they might be more worried about what lives above the ice.
4: Hell, me too. Since the ice is so deep, there's probably not a lot of sunlight, so if there are underwater predators, it's better to look as dark as possible from below.
3: And then there's your beak, wide like a puffin's? not at all slender and long like a penguin's. It looks more suited to chiseling than poking.
4: But how do they find food? The ice is so thick, and we only saw a few of them scraping the surface when we were first in Acropolis. Poor Scout hasn't eaten anything as far as we know. He's stayed right beside us.
3: I've been thinking about that. With that much weight, I wonder if the ice eventually cracks and makes fissures. They might try to find weaknesses in the ice and look for natural entrances.
4: Oh god, I didn't even think about that. We might come across one or accidentally step into one and disappear into the ocean below. Great thought. Ugh, now you sound like Silas. I'm, I'm just going to have to be more careful when I'm guiding the tour around, that's all. Hm, of course. And I do not sound like Psy. Mm-hmm. I don't. Ugh, anyway, what should we call them?
3: Wasn't there an extinct species of birds that looked more like Scout? I think they were called Ox.
4: You're right. Great Ox. Good catch. Well, Great Ox are taken, but you could be. Necro Ox?
3: Necro Ox! That sounds metal! Especially with your red highlights? You rock Scout!
4: What about these huge mushrooms? If they're really mushrooms at all?
3: Hmm, they could be feasting on decaying matter below. And that would still make them fungus, but they are very strange, almost more like machines than plants. The way they puff steam into the air, high over our heads, and envelop these little shelters, it all looks very designed.
4: Very purposeful. Well, it's clear these forests have been cultivated. The first two we found were used for burial, but it's obvious they lived in this one. But how they got it to work, I mean, this shape is perfect for a shelter. And I have no clue how they cut out the rooms above us. Uh, maybe they weren't cut? Maybe they grew the mushrooms to fit a certain form? Like they boxed it in and shaped it? As it grew? Maybe. Who knows how long that takes? Who's got the time for something like that?
3: People with nothing better to do. People trying their best, maybe. What a harsh life they must have lived here. Do you think you could do something like that?
4: Like what?
3: Live in a place like this. It's so cold outside the forest. And I mean, it looks like there's not much else around here. A biological wasteland,
4: save for a few lucky birds. This place does kind of suck, but I mean, if I had to live here, I could. I think I'd keep looking around, you know? Maybe there's more out there on this depth if you walk far enough. But... At least it's peaceful. Besides all the nighttime screaming.
3: Yeah, it's peaceful, but do you think you'd ever want more? No reason for asking, I'm just curious.
4: I mean, sure, I'd want more. Like, okay, it'd be nice to get internet out here or whatever, but like, peace and quiet can be enough for me. I'm sure I could start finding critters if I walked around in a circle long enough. But, I mean, imagine... No one out here to knock on your door, no one else could stand it, so it would just be you and the schedule nature gives you. Fishing during the day, fleeing from god knows what at night, but all on my own. I could make do. There are worse things than being cold at night.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't realize it was,
4: uh... Oh <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. I wasn't being dramatic. God, maybe I really am starting to let the bookworm get to me. I was just saying I could be happy with a peaceful, quiet life. That's all. You okay?
3: I'm fine. I'm fine. Really, I'm I'm fine. I was just thinking. I don't know if I could be happy with just me out here.
4: Hmm. Might get lonely.
3: Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have anyone to share all these discoveries with. Feels a bit empty and sad, don't you think?
4: I guess so. But I never really thought about doing what I'm doing for somebody else. I guess I am, kinda. It's a paycheck, maybe a chance at a fresh start, but I'm happy just being here. Experiencing it for myself, and finding out how all these plants and animals work together just because. I'm thrilled, and... Kind of honored I get to watch nature do its thing.
3: You sound so content. I wish I could just
4: be happy. But when I get back, you bet your ass they better be putting my name on the cover of whatever book or magazine it's on. Expedition lead Cassius, leading the breachers into Necropolis. I can just imagine Beckett's and Vaux's faces when we leak this story. They better put all our names. We didn't go through all this for nothing, yeah? No,
3: of course not! I guess? Like... Maybe they would be surprised? That's hard to imagine. Uh, I mean, this sounds nice, but like... <laughs> uh, what was that? Sounds like one of the doors. Is someone awake? Hello? <gasps> Someone's on the stairs, but they're going up away from us?
4: Up there. It's Alex. Hey, where are you going? Yeah, oh, fuck, I think she's tranced. Oh no, she can't hear us! Uh, Come on, we gotta grab her. Don't you dare do anything stupid, Alex. We're coming. Wait up! Oh, there you are. Thank fuck. You scared me. Alex?
3: Alex? Can you hear us?
4: (sighs) Yeah, no, she's out of it. But at least she's standing still. Why did she come back to the top? Wait, listen. Ugh, figures. There's the weird bell sound again.
3: Sounds like it's coming from beyond the forest, somewhere out in the snowstorm.
4: Well, no better place to keep an eye out. I don't see anything within the forest, and I'm not sure how Alex will react if we try to drag her back down the stairs
3: guess that means we're staying here.
4: <sighs> Fuck. It's so creepy. Watching her standing there, just staring at nothing, not hearing a word we're saying.
3: <sighs> I thought we were over and done with those days back on Gaia.
4: <sighs> Apparently not. Might as well try and pass the time. Where were we on the names?
3: Uh, what's a good name
4: for these mushrooms? Hmm... What do they remind you of?
3: Giant blue oyster
4: mushrooms. Like, really big ones.
3: These ones grow in a ring, like these shield walls, and the platform can be wide enough to stand on, like the village floor below us.
4: Giant blue oysters.
3: That could be their family name. Maybe some common name to reference how they vent steam. Like chimneys. Chimney mushrooms!
4: Ooh, I like that. Maybe we go with giant blue oysters for the scientific name, but we could nickname them chimneys. Chimney Forest has a nice ring to it.
2: <laughs> that sounds great! It's so lonely.
4: Is... Is Alex talking to herself? Um, Alex?
2: Are you okay, dear? It's so cold. So very cold. Where will we go? What? Will become of us.
3: Alex, we're going to be okay. Uh, do I need to fetch a
2: blanket?
4: I don't think she's talking to us.
2: So cold, empty, pointless. So, so pointless. All this running for nothing. We're going to die here. We're going to die here. We know how it ends. We know how it always ends.
3: Alex, come on now. Don't talk like that. We're going to be okay.
4: Are you getting all this?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Record is still running, thank goodness. Why is she saying these awful things? Totally unlike her.
4: I don't know. Could be just the cold getting to her, but I'm not sure.
2: Outer darkness, utter despair, total desolation, this world is what we wanted, we got what we wished for, a place to die, nothing more, nothing more.
3: (laughs) She's giving me the creeps. She wakes up soon. What?
4: (gasps) That doesn't sound like anything we've heard before.
3: No, it's deeper, louder, but farther away, and it's so sad.
4: It stopped. Hey, what? (gasps) Alex is leaving! Let's follow her. Best not to scare her on the steps. She made it up here just fine on her own.
3: She's... She's laying down again?
4: Think she'll remember anything? Only one way to find out. Hey... Hey, Alex. Whoa, whoa. You're okay. Everything's fine. Cass? Lizzie? What's going on? Hey, uh, do you remember anything from just now? Just now? What do you mean? You were sleepwalking. Or dreamwalking. I don't know what to call it. You were out of it for a bit. Cass and I followed you up to the watchtower table. You were mumbling to yourself.
2: Really? I I don't remember doing any of that. Were you having a bad dream? Actually, yeah. I think I was having a dream. But it's gone now. It felt like one of those dreams where you wake up and it goes away instantly.
4: Hmm. We got you on the recorder. Maybe we can take a look at it later.
2: What was I saying? Um, it was. Mostly
4: complaining about being cold. Nothing to worry about. Just get some rest, okay? We've got a long day of walking tomorrow.
2: Okay.
3: I'll try.
4: Sleep tight, kiddo.
3: And we won't let the bed bugs
4: bite. We can't hide it from her. We're not. We're just waiting until tomorrow. No need to make her worry.
3: Okay, do you wanna try to name the spider that attacked you?
4: Hm? No, sorry. I think I need a minute to just think.
1: Expedition Log 7, second attempt in Necropolis, return journey.
4: Scout! Scout, where'd you go? Hey, Scout. Did you get lost? Or go home? It's fine either way. I just wanted to know.
1: Our pet Necrohawk, Scout, became quite animated suddenly, hopped away around a snowbank, and has now disappeared from view. Cassius is briefly looking for Scout so as not to hold up the expedition.
4: Scout! Where are you? It's okay if you went home, buddy, really. I was just hoping to see what your house looked like. I promise I'm cool. We can keep the linguist out here if he's boring.
1: How dare you insinuate that Scout and I couldn't have a lovely discussion over some coffee? Perhaps we'll read some appropriate books, like Mr. Popper and his riveting tale of his penguins. Or maybe Scout would prefer something more non-fictional. I'm feeling rather in the mood for the story of Robert Falcon Scott myself.
5: Hey! Over here! I, uh, I found something!
3: Oh! It's a hole in the ice! I think it would fit Scout.
5: Yeah, it's the right size. And it looks like it's been used. See how the entrance is worn down? It's like a rabbit warren, but smoothed out of the ice itself. Scout?
3: You in there? Wow, that's really deep. But that could mean it reaches all the way down to the water. It might be a fishing hole.
4: If that's true, Scout must have known this was nearby. The ox probably keep tabs on their fishing spots. Anybody want to take a ride down? For science, obviously.
6: Be my guest. No promises on pulling you back up.
4: Touché. Wait, I can try and use the echo to find out how deep this is. Hello? Hello? One, almost two seconds? We'll say one and three quarters. Damn, that means the tunnel is over 200 meters long.
2: Wait, here! I can use some ice and a piece of string.
6: Ah, you're making a plumb bob. I recognize that. My dad used to be a surveyor. Here, gather around y'all, block the wind.
2: Thanks, yeah. If I can get a rough angle measurement between this hanging piece of ice and the line leading down the tunnel, I can use Cass's estimate of the tunnel length to get an idea of how deep the ice is straight down.
5: Aw, one big happy family. Hey, wait, Lizzie, you still got that camera for your specimen references?
3: Yeah, I hope I didn't leave it back at the Chimney Mushroom Village.
5: Bust that bad boy out. Let's get a group selfie.
3: Oh, oh, good idea. <sighs> oh, dear. Yeah, let's do it. Really? You're going to make me pull it out of my bag. It's for
5: posteriority.
1: I believe you mean posterity.
3: Yeah, that. Ugh, fine. Only because I want proof that Silas was a sourpuss the whole way. Don't you dare start smiling now.
1: Perish the thought. This should be an honest reflection of our journey. I'll maintain a suitably miserable demeanor.
2: Hold on. Let me just... There. That's the best I can do with my hair. It's
3: just gonna blow away again. Don't worry about it. All right, everybody.
4: Lean in. Damn, this DSLR is heavy.
6: Here, let me do it.
4: Have you ever taken a selfie?
6: Back when cameras still had film rolls. And I got the breach for it. Uh, 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 <laughs> Everybody say breach. breach! Breach! There, see? Not half bad if I do say so myself.
3: Yeah, it looks great. Everybody's got nice smiles except
2: Silas. Yay! Alright. Now, let me finish this
4: calculation.
2: Between... 80 and 90 meters thick.
4: A lot deeper than arctic ice.
2: And
3: nowhere near as deep as Antarctic, at least on average. But we don't really know if we're near the edge of an ice cap or not, do we?
4: Not a clue. Gonna need a lot more exploration to find that out. Well, I guess Scout's gone back home. But at least we found out a little more.
3: Hey, wait! You hear that?
4: I'm listening...
3: Mm, I think Scout's coming back!
4: Something's coming up.
2: Mm, Scout's back, and he brought food! Woohoo! You
4: caught a big one!
6: You got quite a mouthful of fish, Private. Good haul.
4: I promise I'm not gonna steal it. I just wanna take a look. Damn. This fish ugly. It looks
3: like a flatfish. Something like a halibut or a sole, maybe? And its eyes are underdeveloped and white. I wonder if it's basically blind? There can't be much sunlight getting through all this ice.
4: I think it's impressive there's any fish at all. What do they eat down there? What kind of plant or animal does this thing feed on? <laughs> okay, okay. I'll let you enjoy your dinner. Poor guy, you're probably starving.
1: A uh, soul, you mentioned. If Scout is a necro does that make this a necro-soul?
3: That sounds so cool. Ugh. Why do we have to tell everybody the naming scheme?
4: You gotta admit, Necrosol sounds great.
3: (sighs) Maybe I'm just mad because that does sound decent.
4: Oh,
2: oh, oh! I want to name something. And you agreed. You have to take it.
4: Uh Uh-oh. Judgment Day is here. What do you want?
2: I want to name the spider-like creature we found inside that husk. Ugh, I wanted to name that one.
4: A promise is a promise. I'll let you have it. Just this once.
2: Okay, okay. And you can't rush me. Let me
4: think. Alright, while you're thinking, we'll let Scout enjoy his prize, and then we need to get moving again. Burning daylight, and we still got a ways to go to the second mushroom shelter. Two more necropolis nights, and we'll be home.
1: End of expedition log.
5: We did it! We made it back. I'd have to write a letter after all. Oh, shut the hell up, dumbass.
4: We did it! Hooray! Great work, everyone.
1: Silas Caldwell, final expedition log of second attempt in Necropolis. The third breached pandemonium is in sight. We have had two uneventful stays in Necropolis in the second and first Chimney Mushroom Forest.
4: Don't forget, something stole my voice this time.
1: Oh, yes. Um... In the first forest, Cassius had their voice stolen, but we sat and waited the evening out, and the voice beckoning us out of the woods faded away before I could get the reporter out. A thankfully brief interlude, but now we are entering the breach back to Yannick's face.
3: Alex, you haven't said much, and we're almost home. Would you like any help? Hmm. He
2: uses webs. Control the husk.
1: She started muttering. Alex, are you- Shh.
2: I'm almost there. What's something from history that does that? A,
4: a succubus? Yeah. A succubus does that.
1: No, they don't.
4: Shit. I don't like where this is going.
2: And it's a spider. Like, a uh, spider succubus?
4: Alex, no. Please.
2: Ah! Ah! Spider? Succubus? It's... Sp- 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 ah! Spuccubus! Uh, no.
3: You can't be serious.
2: Spuccubus. That's it.
4: Why, Alex? Why? Ugh.
3: Yes. Why, Alex? Why?
5: Is that officially its name? Spuccubus?
2: Yes. Yeah. Said I could have, it, and that's what I want. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> uh,
4: okay. I guess it's a spucubus. Silas, what?
3: This was your idea. I'm blaming you. Do you
4: guys like it? It's very unique. Just don't tell anybody it took you two days to come up with that. Okay? Yeah, that would be embarrassing. You know what? It's fine. I'm just gonna be happy to be out of Necropolis. (sighs) That feels better already. I
2: don't think it's getting any warmer. Nah, the temperature is the same. We probably have to go deeper before we feel pandemonium's heat.
5: Hot damn, dudes. I'm looking forward to a hot meal, a shower. And a good night's sleep. How long have we been Breachside?
2: Two Necropolis days is roughly one Earth day. And it took us one full Necropolis day each trip between forests, plus resting at night. Six Necropolis days. So
4: that's three Earth days gone by.
6: Gee, what a haul. They better give us some time off before coming back.
4: That's the spirit. And if not, we can always get a union, right? We'll fight them for it.
1: Ugh, I I can't feel it getting any warmer. But here's the lingstone pedestal, and, oh, thank goodness, the lingstone is still in place.
4: Hey, they didn't leave us out hide and dry. How about that?
2: I feel like if I had to stay one more night, I'd be a popsicle.
4: An alexicle. No,
2: not again.
3: Make it stop!
1: Guys?
4: Hmm? What is it?
1: It's not getting any warmer.
4: Ugh, just keep walking. Don't make me worry. The Linkstone is in its place. What could possibly...
6: Why are we back out on Acropolis? We didn't go the wrong way, did we? Guys? We
5: definitely want straight out, just like we always do.
4: Yes. Yeah. We did. Fuck.
1: The breach is closed.
4: But but why? I I I don't I don't know. I I don't have an answer for that.
6: Do we need to try again?
4: What's the point? It's not going to magically reopen. Shit. What do we do? We got to run. There's no other way. If the breach is closed, we need to make it back to the forest. Get moving. Now. This...
7: this can't be... This can't be... Yes, according to Echo Team, the third breach has sealed itself off. No, there was no external force present. By all accounts, the breach did it of its own accord. This was a possibility we considered. Breacher teams on Pandemonium are working around the clock to restore the breach, but no Quicksilver has been found. Oh. I see. We won't worry too much about it, then. No, this should not hold up operations long. If Breacher Team Alpha is a loss, we'll simply step up operations on Pandemonium. Hopefully, for the sake of Alpha as well as our own ends, things get a little... desperate before we deploy our own measures. This dress will be good for Alpha's development, as we've discussed. They will have to prove themselves... resourceful. Or else we will have to move a new team to be our spearhead. I'll update you if anything happens. Beck it up.
2: with Beckett. Just what are you hiding from me, Richardson?
1: Syntax is a podcast by Twin Strangers Productions and is licensed under an attribution share Alike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed and produced by Stella Rowan Odom and written by Ty Vaughn. Silas Caldwell is played by Ty Vaughn. Cassius Thatcher is played by Beth Sage-Fung. Elizabeth Bellinger is played by Morgie B. Alex Yard is played by Jules Christine. June Dawson is played by Renee Helsel. Greg Washburn is played by Cody Burke. Jeremiah Woods is played by Elgin Smith. Miss Evelyn Vaux is played by Kyla Crockett. Steve Beckett is played by Joe Cliff Thompson. Additional voices provided by... Saf the Something. Gage Odom. Listen to other episodes, find our social media links, and make donations by visiting syntaxpodcast.com. Rate and follow us on your favorite listening platforms... Tweet us at TwinStrangersP with your burning questions, and engage with fellow listeners on our subreddit, r slash syntax Know the depths. Wish for more. Special thanks to our crowdfunding campaign backers who supported us on this season. Derek Valen, Saf the Something, Michael Ireland, M. Mulder, Dallas Bird, Fox, Johan Kingsley, Rain Ward, Bluebell and Kai, Kit Lynn H.P. Ember.
8: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks! Brought
4: Brought to
2: you by Twin Strangers Productions.